0: Hey everyone and welcome to Process, a podcast where we talk about all the ups and downs of creating and making stuff. I'm Marcela Chamorro, your host, and this is episode number 38. Uh, Today I'm bringing you an interview with Spencer Fry of Coach. You can find that over at withcoach.com. And it's basically a platform where, you know, Spencer wants to help out creators and makers like me and you to make a living off your passion so I thought it'd be awesome to talk to Spencer now in full disclosure I'm checking out coach and see if I sign up uh, as a paid member right now I'm on like a free trial kind of thing and they do email marketing and all this kind of stuff uh, landing pages and stuff so but I thought it'd be interesting to talk to Spencer and ask him why you know why he wanted to go into this business when there are, you know, behemoths like MailChimp and, you know, smaller but really good companies like ConvertKit doing similar things, uh, and why he wanted to go up against them and what it's like, why did he want to serve creators. So today's episode is all about that, and I hope you enjoy this conversation with Spencer. Without further ado, let's get to it. Spencer, thank you for being on the show. Welcome to Process.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: So Spencer, to tell, you know, just to give everybody the, mm-hmm. the lowdown, I have been in contact with you via email, a little bit via Twitter, but we've never yep. spoken before. <laughs> so, nope, th- it's the first time. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of getting to know each other on air here. Um, and I wanted to have you on the show because... Your product that I'll tell, and I'll let you tell everybody about it, it's called Coach. Um, I find it really interesting in that, you know, it, you. it's made to, you know, help. I call them makers, creatives, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, whatever you want to, you, however you want to define um, this group. You know, we both are kind of after helping these people. So, yeah. so tell me a little bit about, you know, Coach, your product, and um, and how it came to be.
1: Sure, um, so yeah, Coach is basically um, a tool to help creators, which we, which we call them, um, as well as entrepreneurs and all those people, um, sell digital products, and, it, and not only that, but we also kind of have, uh, created a workflow for them. Um, so not only can they sell their digital products, but they can also do all their email marketing Um, All of their email capture all of their lead generation. So it's really about that workflow And that's kind of what we're helping to teach with the with the software.
0: Yeah, but you know I love how on your website it says, you know That coach is about helping people make a living off their passion. Yeah. Yeah, Um, and So I'm curious as to What led you to want to help creators do that?
1: Yeah, so How did you get um, there?
0: Where did you start out?
1: Yeah, so Coach is actually um, my fourth startup in the last 15 years and um, I've had some previous success and I think the happiest time of my life was one of my last companies called CarbonMade and at CarbonMade we were helping artists and designers um, and individuals create their portfolios and, and show off their work online and working on CarbonMade was, was my happiest time as, um, as an entrepreneur because we were working directly with individuals and helping them succeed online. So after carbon made out, when I was thinking about the next thing I want to do, I knew that I wanted to help, um, individuals and creators again. And I think, um, there's two main ways that, that people, um, kind of put their work up online. And one is it is to get jobs. Um, so the artist and designer side, and then one of it is to make a living and to make a profit and to, um you know, become successful. And I think that's what I wanted to do next. So I had worked with the artists and designers before, and now I want to work with the creators and the entrepreneurs.
0: Cool. So I'm curious about coach because it does a lot of things.
1: Yeah, it does. Uh, (laughs) It
0: does. And that's not a bad thing. Um, but, but it does a lot of things. So I've been blogging for around seven years and not like pro blogging. Um, I've had a web design business at the same time, but whatever, I just really like to write. And, um, so I've been in the blogosphere and I've been using these tools, you know, like these MailChimp and all this, yeah. this kind of stuff for email marketing. And, um, then I learned about drip email and then, so you, coach is like, we have it all. Or, <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a few others as well. So I am curious as to how do you, how did you go about going from working with the artists mm-hmm. at Made to come up with the idea for coach, um, and to implement these specific features and why did you choose yeah. this way to help creators?
1: So I think, um, that, uh, there, there was a problem and there's been a problem for a long time where, um, if you want to sell your work online, there were other products, um, that could give you the tools to do the transaction, right? There, there are storefronts and there are all these different software companies that just do that. But the problem is that that's almost the easy part. The, um, you know creating this sales page like that's not the difficult part what's difficult about um this whole process is actually the the lead generation and and getting customers and the follow up and the drips and everything else that goes into it um but the problem is that if you use say three or four different um pieces of software to do to complete that task there's no um Clear way that that. They're all working together. There's no centralized workflow So you're having you're constantly having to hop between different products. You're also having to pay four different bills And so what I envisioned was one product that could do everything for you and could could basically give you the ideal workflow that um, You could use so that that way you could focus on just creating your products and then we could help you and guide you along the way
0: Okay, it makes total sense now how do you deal with having all these different types of competitors <laughs> because you are going <laughs> yeah. up against um you know there are smaller solutions but there are also huge yeah. solutions so you have you know like just a few that off the top of my head mailchimp convertkit drip gumroad blah 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 blah, blah that you're going up against um how many people work at coach just you know just to get an yeah, idea so, of what it's like
1: so we have uh, we have five full-time and a couple of us have worked Together in the past, so um, you know we work together really well. But I mean, in terms of going up against like these big players, so the the issue is with like let's take Mailchimp for example. Um, You know, Mailchimp's like a huge company. I think I heard they're going to do like four hundred million dollars this year. Um, But the way that they built their software is that it's built not only for individuals. Actually, they don't really care much about individuals. It's more built for small businesses, for larger businesses, and then there are all these features that no individual creator actually needs. So the way I look at it is that all these big companies have say 100 features, but only 10 of those features are important for the creator. So at Coach, we're able to um, do the focus on those 10 important features out of 100 and put that all in one ecosystem so that you have everything you need um, without any of the kind of the bloat and without any of the stuff that the larger and medium sized businesses need.
0: Yeah, no, that that makes total sense, especially, I mean, I have a few um, self-published books and products that I've put out in the past, so um, like we've been emailing, I I can see how coach can be beneficial to somebody like me and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a creator of a different profile as well, but how do you go up against, I mean, in terms of marketing, because I feel like uh, as... So how I heard about you was through a friend on Twitter. And I just feel like the entire marketing approach to uh, coach is very authentic, not very Mm -hmm. salesy. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And and, I mean, maybe that's not the case, but that's how it feels like from a customer point of view. Yeah, no,
1: totally. So so, um, part of that goes back to the fact that everyone on the coach team has digital products and is a maker and is a creator. So I think that we speak the language. Um, So whenever we're, you know, writing copy or putting out design, it's actually authentic and it's real and it's not just um, a marketing person that's been dragged in to kind of um, proliferate the message. Um, Also recently with one of our with one of our recent hires, he was the number three um, creator on coach in terms of sales percentage and he was this awesome designer and he once he emailed me and it was like, Hey, if you ever need design help, let me know. And we started talking and now he works at coach. So I think it just proliferates through our entire culture, um, that we all create products. Um, so it just, I think it comes off more authentic as you say.
0: And it also seems to me like you spend a lot of your own personal time, work time, um, connecting to people. So yeah, yeah. those who I already use coach too. or maybe not, but main the future. So I'm I was just curious, like through our emails and our interactions, yeah. like how does he do this?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I, I sometimes can't believe that I do it because I, I probably talk to I don't know, ten people a day, maybe if not more. Um and I've been doing that for two years now. So I probably talked to two thousand people. Um and, you know, all nights, all times of the day, all night, if you come to coach, you click the little live chat button and I'm likely there. Um, my girlfriend wants to kill me. But other than that, you know, I'm always available and I'm always like talking her. to our customers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I um Yeah, it just seems to me like, first of all, so you have over 4000 people on coach. Yeah. Um, I read. So, you know, you're you're speaking to some portion of them um, every day at uh, people who are not yet using coach, you're networking online. Yeah. Um, how does that fit into your, your other tasks?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I am this, I'm the, I'm the CEO and I'm also kind of the head of product. So a lot of it for me is, um, setting the roadmap, setting the goals, um, working on product development with the team. Um, but the great thing is that the people that I work with are super talented and they don't need much direction. So a lot of it is just, you know, maybe one or two or three conversations a week with me. And then the rest, they're just kind of heads down working. So I mainly spend my time between that um, customer support. So I do all the customer support too, which, which is great because it gives me kind of like the first look at to how our customers are feeling. And then I can bring that back to product development. So, you know, if a lot of people are struggling with a certain part of coach, I can say, Hey guys, like this, this isn't working that well. Like, let's address this and let's make it better. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of hours in the day because I don't sleep that often. Um, and I also work seven days a week, but, uh, I love what I do. So I've, I've been doing this for like a long time and I just love talking to people. Um, and it's probably the favorite, my favorite part of the day.
0: So is there any, I mean, with coach, you said how many years you've been working on it?
1: I've been working on it for about two years now. That's what I thought. Yeah. And yeah. then you
0: just launched, um, like coach 2.0 a few, yeah. last month. So yeah, in December. Yeah. Have you experienced any kind of burnout when it comes to you no. know, working seven I, days I, a week? That's intense.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I do take like time off, um, now and again. Um, I took a little time off between Christmas and new year's, but, um, I, I just really like it. It's, I just love talking to our customers, like every time someone signs up, I get a notification on my phone and it, and it makes me smile, um, especially when they, they upgrade to a paid account, you know. Um, but I don't know. I just love it. Um, I, I've been building products, so I'm 32 years old now. I've been building products for about 15 to 20 years now, so since I was about 11 years old and um, there's nothing else that brings me more joy. So. Gonna continue to do it.
0: <laughs> Could you walk us through that process? You know, you said yeah. 11 years old, like what prompted you to start creating <laughs> at 11?
1: I think, um, so I'm actually, you know, one of the things I'm gonna be selling on coach soon is a book that I've been working on. Um, but when I was 11 years old, I, you know, the brief story is that both my parents are professors at Yale and we moved to Yale's campus. So I think this was 1995. And um, previous to that, I had an AOL dial-up modem. It was really slow. And then once we moved to Yale's campus, I had this really fast internet connection, which was uh, like about a hundred times faster than any of my friends. And I just sort of got addicted to the internet. Um, And I started kind of like building little small websites and um, earning ad revenue. And then when I was 16, I built my first real business, which was like a web hosting and IRC shell service, um, host, and just kind of got addicted with this idea that you could, you could create this thing, put it online. And, um, if it was good enough and, um, people would sign up and and pay for it.
0: So you've done technical stuff and now you're doing, you said that your favorite part of the job is connecting to people. Yeah. I find that a lot of creators have a hard time kind of like stomaching the admin, Um, Yeah, business development stuff or any part of the business or their, you know, solopreneurship that they that is not their favorite. You know, when you say like, I want to help creators live off their passion. Mm -hmm. Even if you're doing what you love, there's a lot of other stuff. um, Yeah, that comes along with it that is no fun. So how do you recommend, you know, people put up with all the, the periphery? while they're you know working on on what they do enjoy because I mean right now it sounds like yeah you're head of product but um you get to spend a lot of time doing what you what you enjoy more
1: yeah I mean um no one likes doing the admin stuff um you know earlier today I was working on some payroll issues um yeah I mean it's just always a pain to do admin stuff but I think that it, once you un, like can get it through your head that it's just part of what's going to make you successful, you just kind of do it and get it out of the way. Um, and I think also, like and everyone says this, but the sooner you can do it and put it out of your head, the better. Um, so if some, something admin-related pops up, I just do it just like immediately. I, I tend to just drop everything and just get it out of the way because it, if it's in the back of my head while I'm trying to be creative, then I can't think properly. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and and especially creatively, right? So it's it's really tough to balance the two. Is that one of the biggest uh, struggles you see creators coming up against? Now, I mean, I feel like in the past five years, the online space has changed so much. Um, I remember when I first self-published my first book in like 2012, everyone's like, how do you do that? How'd you get a book on Amazon? (laughs) Now it's like, no big thing, you know? Um, So... I'm curious as to how you've seen things transition over the years and what people are struggling with.
1: And that's, that's part of the reason we built this like all in one solution on coach um, because admin tasks and flipping between different products um, is really difficult. So I I see like a lot of products that pop up and do a very specific task, um, which is great. uh, But I think creators get overwhelmed with, having so many different products and and having so many different like logins and passwords and, and, um, needing to take data from one product and put it in another product. So part of the thing that we try to do is really simplify the workflow. Um, so from everything from like the email capture to the trip emails, the email newsletters to then eventually the product sales and then all the analytics in between. Um, so I, I think that like simplifying the workflow and the process makes things a lot easier. Um, I think like one of our top creators on on coach, you know, like the guy does well over $100,000 a year. And I think the thing that he likes the most about it is that when he signs in to his account, he basically sees everything he needs to do and everything that is already working for him so he can just focus on his products. So I think simplification is a big thing we're going to see starting in 2017.
0: I think I know who you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> He's actually been on the podcast before. Oh, awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, I I find that a lot of the people that I come into contact with uh, as, you know, different creators, they find the whole tech piece, like, completely mystifying. They're just like, I'm yeah. absolutely terrified of Squarespace or whatever. Yeah. Um,
1: and they should be, honestly, I think, in a lot of ways, because... I mean, I did, sorry not to cut you off, but I think Squarespace no, no. and a lot of these services are overly complex for creators because they're not built for creators. They're built for small businesses. They're built for, you know, everyone, everything from one person to a thousand people for uh, taking Squarespace into example. So I think, you know, there people are right to be afraid of these things. and it, But that's why I, I think it's important to kind of simplify everything you're doing.
0: So you use your own product? You you said you're yep. gonna you're gonna publish a, a book on coach. Yeah. Are you already yeah,
1: have yeah, stuff on I run, coach? My, um, I run my Yeah, through run to um, 450 subscribers and I have a little bit of a landing page um, as well where I'm a my page um coming well where I a little my book a little small soon. Um, I sell like a little small five dollar bootstrapping guide as well. Um, but my like big book that's been I've been working on for like three years now, <laughs> is finally gonna come out this year.
0: You used the word bootstrapping and I'm
1: yeah.
0: I'm curious about this um, for anybody who doesn't know, can you tell us what bootstrapping is and then sure. are you bootstrapped or is that how coach is? Fighting? So I,
1: I am famous for, I guess if I'm famous for anything, it's I'm famous for bootstrapping. Um, my first three businesses were bootstrapped and what bootstrapping is, is basically building a profitable business um, without raising money. Um, that being said, Uh, At coach we did raise money from a lot of investor friends of mine um, Some in New York and some in California Uh, And I think the main reason that we we I chose to raise money for coach was that I really have this really big vision for it Um, And you're really only seeing like 5% of it right now and to get there in the fastest way possible um, We needed money. We needed resources to be able to hire the best people
0: Okay, so so you're this time around, you chose not to yep. bootstrap. Have, was that difficult to stomach as, you know, for your, mm-hmm. to veer off the bootstrapping uh,
1: Yeah, I think route. it's, I, I think, so I've written about this a lot recently um, on my blog, but I think it's a lot harder for um, startups these days to bootstrap because there's so many products out there. There's so many people making things. And, and even um, though the, those products aren't necessarily, um, competitive to you. They're just, they're still vying for everyone's attention. And, um, so, you know, the hundreds of thousands of products out there and to kind of rate like rise above the noise, you really do need the best design product. You need the best engineers. Um, you need the best marketing and all that just takes time and takes money.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So I also was randomly stalking you on Instagram and (laughs) And I noticed that there it's all food. food. And I hadn't seen this on your Twitter account. I had never, you know, is nowhere else. Can you tell me about this? Are you a foodie and why is it only on Insta?
1: Yeah, it's so, um, all the, all the photos are pretty much all of them are, are dishes that I make, um, on my Instagram. Uh, it's cooking is probably my biggest hobby now. Um, I love to cook and I love to eat even though it's January now. So I'm eating way healthier and trying to, you know, start the year off uh, on the right foot. But yeah, I love cooking. Um, and I try to do do it every day. So I think in the last 10 days, I've cooked every single meal.
0: And you enjoy sharing them on Instagram. I yeah. mean, they're pretty nice pictures.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks. I don't I don't pretend to be a good photographer. But um, I do I do like to take the photo of, if the, the food looks good, I'd say nine out of 10, um, dishes I make that don't make Instagram because I think the you know, like the, I don't feel like plating it, you know, I just want to eat it cause I'm hungry, but I love to cook.
0: Yeah. I actually love to pretend that I'm a good photographer <laughs> because Instagram <laughs> is probably my favorite social network. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think a year, year and a half ago, I got so fed up with twitter because um, it it made it seems like everybody on twitter is just promoting themselves yeah. um and every time i logged in i just felt bad about myself i'm not sure why maybe i'm following the wrong people but and then i just found instagram to be completely the opposite i know a lot of yeah. people are like people post their fake lives on instagram and whatever and i'm like yeah. no but they're pretty pictures and i enjoy them yeah. <laughs> they don't it doesn't bother me as much um so uh, yeah, Twitter
1: has definitely become a self-promotion channel and uh I feel bad about that too because I think I do I do I kind of participate in that as well. Um and Instagram is definitely one of those things where for me there's no work stuff, you know. It's 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 all cooking and fun and and everything else. So.
0: You do use Twitter a lot though, don't you? I'm not I First do. of all, <laughs> I, I've never gotten the uh the self-promotional vibe, like I said earlier, all right, good. <laughs> so I always came across coaches very, you know, non-salesy, uh, in a non-salesy way.
1: So- yeah, it's unfortunate because I think, you know, I want to share like a good article that we wrote, but I don't want to do it in like a salesy way. So it's, it's tough because I think everyone is pushing out all these sales things. So it's hard to kind of like, you always feel guilty anyway. Um, and you shouldn't, but like you do, you know,
0: I mean, honestly, it's, for me, I would love to promote other people more and have, but it takes a lot of time to, you know, I read a lot of blogs, you know, my, my RSS reader is probably my favorite app. Um, I read a lot of articles, but it takes a lot of time to tweet them out and, and to give people, uh, you know, to say, Hey, I'm enjoying this article. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying that because I just don't have the time. So I think that Twitter, to do Twitter correctly, and, and by correctly, I mean not self-promotionally, it just mm-hmm. takes a lot of effort.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. And you definitely have to, you know, like vary your posts and, you know, comment on other people's things and, you know, there, there's, it's definitely like, it can take a lot of your day.
0: <laughs> it can. I mean, it, it seems to me. So what do you, just, you know, on a regular day at Coach, um, do you work from home or do you guys have an office? Just curious.
1: So we, um, we're five people and we're uh, all remote, but we actually do have an office in New York. So technically, this is our headquarters where I live. Um, and during the warm months of the year, so we're in New York City, so that's basically like April through November, I go to the office. And then in the winter months, I usually stay at home. Although I think I'm going to go to the office tomorrow.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. So I'm just curious, like when you're setting up, you know, at home or at the office or whatever, what, what apps do you have open um uh, you always sure. keep open like is Twitter open all day? Is your email open mm. all day?
1: Email, yes, because I like to respond to every all customers within like one or two minutes. Like if you, I can you,
0: and I can say you do that. Like
1: it is <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. People are like, is this an automated response? I'm like, no, no, it's me. It's me um, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so email all the time open. Um Trello, which I use for all the product management stuff, um, which just
0: got acquired huge, which just
1: got acquired, which I'm, you know, have mixed feelings about, but hopefully everything will be okay. Yeah. Um, Slack, I have open um, at all times, except for when I'm doing podcasts like this. Close it. Um, And then (laughs) and then usually I'll have like a code editor open um, or something like that. And uh, yeah, I I usually pop in in and out of Twitter, maybe like once every few hours, kind of between tasks. Um, But most of my life is spent on Trello, Slack, email, and then intercom, which is uh, what we use for all of our customer data, as well as live chat.
0: So then where do you do the majority of your outreach in terms of like traditional marketing? Like, do you spend Mm -hmm. a lot of time blogging and writing about coach do you like how is it that you try and get the most amount of new customers
1: yeah so i think um we're still trying to find our sweet spot on that i think the best thing that works for us is referrals um thankfully like most of the customers that you coach like it and share it with their friends and their their mastermind groups and Twitter and Facebook, which is always, you know, preferable to us sharing it ourselves. So I think it's a combination of, you know, organic referrals as well as um, content. So I think we write really excellent content and we try to write one article a day or sorry, a day, (laughs) a week.
0: I was going to say that's, that's intense. You guys are machines.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. I think we're going to try to um, start doing two a week, but right now we're doing one a week and we try to be topical um as well as seasonal so you know right now it's like january so a lot of the stuff we actually just released an article today around bad habits and, and how to break them so you know kind of new year's things um but yeah i mean content's been huge for us i think um, you know, we write, we do, we do like a custom illustration for every article we do. And we try to keep the quality really high and we make sure we're like editing it and doing a lot of research and everything like that. So I think there's a combination of referrals and, and content marketing have been best for us.
0: I'm a big fan of, uh, your illustrations, PS. Thank and, you. <laughs> um, I'm also, I also noticed that your blog post, I must've been last week's so that I emailed you and I was like, Hey, I really like this one. Um, you hosted Thank on medium.
1: Yeah, we just made the, uh, the switch.
0: Okay, cool. Can you tell me about why you did that? I know a lot of people sure. are, you know, they're on the fence about Medium lately with all the changes or they're yeah. not even changes yet. We just don't know what's coming.
1: Right, right. So we just moved to Medium about two weeks ago, um, kind of over the holiday break. And the main there's the two main reasons. One, um, we had just released this new design to our marketing site with coach.com but we hadn't spent the time to redesign our WordPress blog. And so it was either, okay, let's take a week redesigning our, our WordPress blog or like let's just move to Medium and save that time so we can focus on the product design stuff. So that was one one reason why we moved um, and that was a great one. And then I think the other one was there is this kind of inherent network effect in Medium where you know the more times people heart your posts, um, the more people see it. So I think we wanted to experiment with that too and see if that would drive new traffic to us. And and so far, I think it's been pretty good, but it's kind of too early to tell so far for us.
0: Yeah, I, I remember back when it was recommending posts. Um, I had a yeah. few a few posts that I uh, that did really well on Medium and then I stopped putting effort into it. I just stopped cross-posting at all on Medium mm-hmm. and then my profile completely died. So it's like one yeah. of those things where, well, that was like, Two and a half years ago, but um, it, it requires a lot again a lot of effort. Yeah, and
1: they have they do have like a beautiful editor, and I think yep. the layout is nice, and there's good sharing features like Twitter and Facebook, um, and it looks nice on mobile, and there's there's a lot of advantages to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you know, the other concern was like, okay, who owns the content? And I did some research and we own the content. And then I was curious, like, okay, can we export our content whenever we want? And like, yes, we can export our content whenever we want. So I think all the concerns sort of, um, dissipated. I think the one issue is, you know, I heard medium had some layoffs and hopefully, you know, it's not going away anytime soon, but I'm, I'm optimistic that I think everything will will work out in the end.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I, um, and you offer email signups anyways, so people can sign up to receive notifications, right? Yes. Because you're a coach. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what you do. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Cool. And we we, de- we definitely, like, handpick the best articles and send them to um, all of our, like, 4,500 customers.
0: Awesome. Um, so I'm curious as to, you know... I don't want to ask you like what's next for coach, but what is next? <laughs> uh, but i'm I'm curious about like what's the biggest or the next hurdle that you feel you know coach has to um, pass in terms of you know, whether that be you need more. Customers or um, you're working on new features, which I know you are, which I'm bugging you about <laughs> on email.
1: <laughs> Got one coming out next week. <laughs> All right,
0: awesome. I hope it's the email, the pictures in the email. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm just curious about what hurdles up next for for Coach and and what's your plan for that? Not yeah, in terms so of Coach, but in terms of Spencer.
1: Yeah, so um, first with Coach, I guess I would say. Um, you know, we released Coach 2.0 in December, and I think with that release, we were basically we were able to say, we can do everything for you on this base level, where um, if you need to do something for your business, whether it's send an email or set up a trip or sell an ebook or sell an online course, you can do it. And I think the, the, the next step, the 2017, is the customizations, the integrations, the kind of the refinements and, um, making it more personal to you and, um, helping you kind of maintain your brand and all that. So I think this is the year of like, I guess I could say like customizations, um, and all that. But so, so super excited about that because I think a lot of people, you know, it's, and it's important too, they want to like maintain the consistency of their brand. Um, so I think that's on the coach level for me, I think, Uh, 2017 is, you know, get back, back in shape a little bit. I think last, last year I, uh, um, probably spent too much time behind my desk. So trying to go to the gym more and and eat healthier. And then, you know, we'll, we'll continue to grow the team as well. Um, but you know, coach is still my focus and hopefully, uh, we'll have a excellent 2017 as well.
0: I mean, how directly do you think that you, you know, you're good habits and taking care of yourself have an effect on coach or the lack uh, thereof over the past two years
1: <laughs> i think that when i am you know taking care of myself more i think i'm um able to think more clearly um but i think when i'm like all deep invested 100 percent into coach um i'm able to probably get more of the small things done um but i think as everyone knows like sweating those really small details doesn't necessarily change things that much. So I think having a clear vision and, and clear mind is actually more important.
0: Yeah. I'm just curious because some people, to some people it's all overrated, like how wellness will affect your, um, your creativity and your output. Yeah. And then other people are like all about it. So, um, yeah, Yeah, I think curious where you fall on that.
1: Uh, I guess somewhere in between. Um, I think that, you know, like right now I feel really healthy because I've been, you know, um, being very healthy the last 10 days and go to the gym and everything. So I do feel very clear minded. Um, but I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily like better off than I was six months ago in terms of like, um, building in creativity, but I do feel like I feel like a, more of a sense of kind of calmness.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. So one last question. What are you personally excited about right now in terms of your creative life?
1: Well, I guess, uh, most excited about finally, um, publishing this book. Um, that will be, you know, a big achievement for me because I think it's been, I've actually, I said three years before, but I think I've actually been working on it for four years. Um, so hopefully this summer, um, and then, you know, um, I've been cooking a lot as well, and I think the other kind of creativity thing I want to do is is try to take it to the next level. So I think I'm a good amateur cook, but I'd like to do a few, like, restaurant-quality dishes. That's, that's another goal.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And just, you know, I wanted that to be the last question, but I have one more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. Why has it taken so long to write the book?
1: Oh, man. I think, uh, so I... I I had just sold CarbonMade and I was, so I was like, okay, I'm going to start working on this book, take some time off. And um, I spent about three months working on it. And then I had a new idea and um, I started working on another company. Um, So I just, it kind of got um, put on the back burner, but I do feel like I now have a little extra space in my life and some time where I can actually work on it again and get it out.
0: Very cool. Okay, cool. So, is there where so for anybody who's interested in, in the book and your website mm-hmm. um other yes. than coach where should they find you
1: uh so SpencerFry.com um is my website and just got a slightly redesigned as well so but if you go there there's a little email capture field and you can put your email address and um i probably only send one to two emails a month um so yeah just do that and um also my email is spencer with and um as I said earlier, I'm, I'll likely respond to you in one to two minutes. So definitely shoot me an email as well.
0: Awesome. Just please everybody not like after work hours. <laughs> let's, let's let the no, man know. Even,
1: <laughs> even after work hours, I'll probably do it. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, thank you, Spencer. It was awesome uh, learning more about Coach and, and how, I mean, I, I guess in just in general, first of all, the fact that you've been doing all this since like you're 11, that's crazy. Um, and how you got into it but also that you know coach is dedicated to helping people live off their passion that's that's always a good thing and i'm curious to see how how coach you know evolves over over time
1: yeah i think this is going to be a really awesome year for us and i think we're going to do we're doing i think we're already doing some innovative stuff that no one's ever seen before but um give us six months and you're going to see some pretty amazing things
0: awesome all right thanks for joining us spencer That's it, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Process. Again, this was episode number 38 with Spencer Fry of Coach. You can find him over at withcoach.com. And I'll be back next week uh, with another episode on managing the ups and downs of this creative journey we are all on. So thanks for listening. If this episode resonated with you, I would love it if you could hop on over to iTunes And give us an honest review. And hopefully that honest review is a positive one. (laughs) Um, I just think that iTunes reviews and and sharing it online and all this kind of stuff, it helps other people who might find the show valuable. You know, it might help them find it and tune in and maybe extract some wisdom from something, some one of our guests says. So thanks so much for listening. And I'll be back next week with more on the ups and downs of creating and making. I'm Marcela Chamorro, your host, and this was Process.